oh my God, my dentist is pulling my tooth out of my mouth. And of course they ask questions because obviously I'm not busy at all. So he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a professor. And he's like, oh, do you like do research? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to Google you. <laughs> it's like, Sick. You're pulling a molar out of my mouth. Um, and then literally he like packs up my tooth, gives me all my directions. And before he leaves the room, he's like, I'm going to find you on Google Scholar. <laughs> like, okay, Robbie, thanks. <laughs> That's like the most random. He's young. He was like, really? yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll have you. I'll give you the, the info. Thank you. Um, yeah. He's hot. Recording in progress. I wonder how that lady is that her voiceover is used on Zoom and she's doing well. Yeah, she sounds so chill. How much money do you think she makes from voice recording? Like so much. Probably. Hi guys. Are we ready? So ready. Okay, let's do it. Hey guys, I'm Michaela. And I'm Mariah. And welcome to It Burns in a Good Way, the podcast, a podcast all about things that burn in a good way most of the time. Things like student loans, working out, and the things we do to dull the pain. Join us every week where we cover the things that matter, the things that don't, and everything in between. Woohoo! Nailed it. I wonder what Zach's going to put into the intro. I always wonder I that. I hope it's we... something that doesn't make any sense to the podcast yeah. episode. Whenever we see something funny, I'm like, oh my God, is that gonna is that good enough to make it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> it's okay. Feel free to share this. Just feel free to share about the dentist. It's totally fine. It's fine. I what are you, I really what are you drinking? Think... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was oh, I disrupted. Yeah, wow. <sighs> surprise, surprise. Are you gonna mansplain things to me later too? Obviously. Are you gonna uh, gaslight me for this? Yes. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. Yeah. (laughs) Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Our bond. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. That's hard to say. It is. It is hard to say, but it's true. It's the new (laughs) live, laugh, love. It is. Yes. My Bible. (laughs) Okay. What are you drinking? Water. (laughs) (laughs) we're doing another um pick your poison night because we are tired and we are busy it's september lots of stuff's going on however i am drinking apple cider and later this fall we will have a halloween episode we'll probably drink cider again but this version of cider is cold okay which i feel like is sometimes a you know divisive opinion but i like apple cider i was thinking about that Mm -hmm. um because we were talking about doing apple cider and I didn't make it to the grocery store in time. But um, like, did you buy, is it like the store-bought kind in a jug? Like, I don't, I was just thinking like, what is the protocol for cider? Yeah. Al bought some like fancy organic kind. Out oh, of it's a jug. like, it's nice like yeah, it's okay. like a small batch, whatever. Right. Local, it's good. Yeah. 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 It's good. Um. But yeah, I feel like whenever I do like warm apple cider, I get those like packet things, uh-huh. you know. So maybe maybe for Halloween we'll we'll do hot. Um, but right now it's still really warm here, so I was like, I'm not gonna yeah. drink a hot drink. Plus, I don't know that I can drink a hot drink with my teeth things. Oh, they no. told me to like be really careful about that I'm eating and drinking. Yeah, and I'm yeah. technically allowed to drink out of a straw today, but I'm very nervous. So yeah, I don't risk it. Yeah. yeah, no, so I'm gonna wait. 
Um, but anyway, so that is cool beans. Wow, such a nerd. It's okay. I have a PhD. Just it's that. allowed. It's allowed. Yeah. Okay. It's allowed. You, you have a PhD, so that like gets you off on everything. Yeah. Like okay. I can be an absolute dork. I'm just assuming. Definitely like, getting a this PhD is now. Like, yeah, this is what my undergrad students think that I like. That's like how I talk full time. How's that going, by the way? Good. There's only nine of them. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Somebody told me in my class last week or the week before, they're like, you're just so chill. And I'm like, "Uh." I feel like maybe that shouldn't be the compliment, but like also thanks. Like, hell yeah. They will hate me at the end of the semester when they have to write a 25 page research paper. And I say you prepped them. Yeah. And I've told them multiple times. Yeah. I've told them multiple times, like it's going to take longer than you think it's going to. And I'm going to grade it more harshly than you think that I'm going to start now. I guarantee you only one of them has started because she has like sent me stuff, but the other ones have not started. Yeah. So they're going to be in for like a world of pain. And when the semester's over, it's over. Like when you finish your paper and submit it, that's it. So they're very, they're very much Gen Z. Are they really? Yeah. I think because they're they're all undergrad. Yeah. So they're all, and they're all like almost done. So they're all between like 20 and 23. So I think that's still Gen Z because my sister's 26, not 26. She's 25. I think 22, around 22 is like the cutoff. So I think they might be bring 23 in. I think it's like more because I I would probably loop in like, I would, I'd go 23, 24 would be considered Gen Z. I think it's like larger than you'd think. Cause I feel like millennials are like 12 years worth and i'm 28 and i'm a millennial and my sister Mm -hmm. is just about to turn 25 and she's like on the cusp yeah so it's probably like 25 to like i don't know 15 year olds like 10 year span yeah yeah Mm -hmm. well because i'm 27 and i've had debates with like older millennials on whether or not i'm a millennial or not Yeah, i think i think you are and i'm like I am I I am and I also this has always been my thing that I have an older sister so Mm -hmm. like I was very like heavily influenced by what she was doing I think Mm -hmm. if I had a younger sibling then I would like maybe fall more into like what do they call it they call it zillennial like the people in in between because I like I think part of the reason like I feel somewhat connected to Gen Z Mm -hmm. I think it's because I'm slightly younger and I also am on social media a lot so I'm like yeah analyzing and like constantly watching what they do i don't fully get them (laughs) so i definitely not i definitely like millennials seem so much more like yeah they make more sense yeah i would say like my sister being on the cusp definitely has like half gen z half millennial like there's things that she owns a house she owns a house now and there's like things that she decorates her house i'm like wow that's super like millennial of you yeah like i would not expect a gen she's z she's also like midwestern and i feel right like, like midwestern. midwestern millennial is like yes this, like it's a very specific niche niche yeah and she's also she's also small town right which is yeah. like another little niche and so mm-hmm. it's like small town midwest millennial so she very she's much a teacher fits. right he's a teacher mm-hmm. which is also she's a very millennial job straight into this thing yeah yeah so she's a millennial which is i mean she's like her personality definitely like leans millennial but then she's got friends who are like bussing this and like bussing that i'm like i don't know what any of these words mean like we had her bachelorette party in june and i was like Mm -hmm. i don't understand half of the words that you're saying and i just felt like really old but i know i'm not and like 
like I said, it's not a bad thing whether you're like in one way or the other, but I can definitely see how her, like she definitely meshes generations, but I would say like most people would assume that she's a millennial, but I think it's honestly just because like she has a house and like is getting married and she's very adult. Like my little sister is very adult and that's cool. I only met her for that brief time, but she's very mature. She seems a lot older and like a good way. She seems Mm -hmm. older than um, 25. That's yeah. also the were were most of her friends younger? No, I think well, yeah, okay. So she joined her sorority as a sophomore. So a lot of her friends end up being one year oh, younger than her because they came in okay. at the same time. But I would say like a majority of them end up being like right around her age. She probably is friends with like 23 to 26 year olds, but I think they all just like move fast. Like her other friend is getting married and has a baby and or is like pregnant with a baby. Mm-hmm. And she does have a lot of like coupled friends um which when i came to utah ryan and zach were the only people i knew that were married and in utah those are the only friends i had that were married Mm -hmm. um like obviously boy ryan and amanda were married but like really i had very few couple friends and i feel like Allie just has like a lot of couple friends too which makes her feel old i don't think i have any friends that are married except ryan (laughs) and now you're gonna have me next september yeah and i'm just here hey you know what don't rush it. When you get married, we will all be there to support you it's and so help exciting. you. It's going to be so <laughs> exciting. I cannot wait. Um, speaking of that, my burn for this week, two things about weddings. Oh, they're both about weddings? Yes. And here's the thing. Okay. So the first thing, <gasps> big drama yesterday in my own mind, um, because Lately, my Google Drive has been telling me that I am 98% full and that I have to delete things or I have to start paying $2 a month for more gigabytes of storage. I'm like, listen here, all my shit is on the cloud. This doesn't even exist. How dare you charge me $24 a year to hold stuff in the air? Okay. And I don't know enough. I am a professor of technology, but I don't know enough about Google Drive, but it pissed me off. I was like, well, I don't have... I have enough space. Like, it's fine. So anyway, so then I'm like mass deleting stuff, okay. right? So then this weekend, my sister and I are talking about her wedding because it's coming up really soon. All this drama around my parents and my grandparents and whatever. So I'm trying to help her and like be supportive. So I have all of her wedding spreadsheets in my Google Drive, finding them no problem. And I'm like, oh, where's my Google Drive wedding spreadsheet? Because Al and I have a wedding spreadsheet that I've literally been filling out since February. And it has like seven sheets on it. It has every teeny tiny detail down to phone numbers, who we've paid for what, what dates, what we still owe. Like it's a big spreadsheet. So I can't find it. No. It's nowhere. No. I reach, oh. I, t- I talked to Al about it. It says um, document not found. When she goes to her drive, because I shared it with her, obviously, but because I deleted it, can't find it. Also deleted it from my trash can because Google Drive says if you put it in your trash can, it's still in your Google Drive. So you have to delete it in order to find space. So I had to email through Google Drive people. They got Mm -hmm. back to me in like six hours, but it was so they had to um, basically put everything that I've been mass deleting out of my Google Drive back on there because for privacy reasons, they can't search by document. Okay. So everything I've deleted in the last 30 days from my Google Drive got dumped, no organization, into my Google Drive yesterday. And then I had to pay $2 a month. 
Because I was like, I'm not going through and mass deleting all of this shit again. Yeah. At least until after we get married. So when I don't have to have that fucking spreadsheet anymore. But I have it now. So that was number one. <laughs> Loved it. I'm going to start a GoFundMe account for your Google Drive. You should. I need $24 <laughs> a month. We should put it on the registry. Like, I need $24 Google Drive. a year. Google Drive. I saw a TikTok today that some girl was literally putting her Venmo on the registry and was saying, like, buy this, like, dinner or this honeymoon experience because her website wouldn't let her. Mm-hmm. So instead, people were supposed to just Venmo her and put in the comment section, like, what it was for. What for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of using the registry. And I was like, right. I mean, I don't hate that idea. It does feel a little bit tacky, but, like, whatever. It's not, like, elegant. No. I guess. Not at all. I don't know. Not at all. But whatever. Fine. Um, number two, okay. I, you know, this, I have been struggling so hard to figure out a wedding color scheme. So I'm having a hell of a time. Out. Yeah. I figured it out. No way. I did. I don't believe you. And you know what? I mm. came up with it by myself and then I Googled it and there was a color palette already made. So I'm not the first person, which is great because then that means that they actually do go together. And it's not just my brain thinking that they go together. So (laughs) you should see this line of text I sent out today. So I found that one picture from Sophia Bush's wedding. Mm -hmm. All right. That I was like in love with, went Mm -hmm. to the Vogue website, found two other pictures from that wedding that I like Mm -hmm. fell in love with that I hadn't actually seen before. And Mm -hmm. then I downloaded an app that let me color match pick like parts of those pictures to paint swatches from there i went to sherwin williams and i looked up the paint swatches they yep they will send 10 free ones to our house so i ordered the paint swatches so i could see them in person also like the cards the cards okay Mm -hmm. not like cans of paint okay no No. so they send you you can get little two by three cards for free you can get up to 10 of them to every address so I had them send me those. Then I took screenshots of each of the individual colors. Then I looked up dress examples in different styles and textures of each of those colors. And then I made this. I just sent it to your phone. Thanks. I was like, can you send me it? We've been talking about this for months. And I'll send you the three other photos. And it is a little bit of a mixture, but I did find this like peach orange terracotta purple this like dried dusk is what the color i believe is called um and like this orchid lavendery kind of color so basically i have one two three four five six seven wedding colors however they're all in a very similar color scheme and also i was able to find like even some like that champagne one in the corner that's like a little bit different but it's still kind of works and there's still going to be some dark and al this all started because al and i were at express last week and we found this like deep eggplant purple suit yes and so i think that's what she's gonna not the express version but like a version of that she'll do a custom suit in like a deep purple and then the boys will be kind of in this dry dusk brown something or other we'll kind of do mix and match they could even go a little bit darker uh-huh. maybe with some like purpley accents and then the girls uh-huh. will be in all these different colors so uh-huh. and i feel like this feels more summer but yeah. still fall 
which is what I was looking for. Oh, I cannot wait. Woohoo. God bless America. Thank God. That was like the topic of so many conversations, phone calls that we've had. Al was going to rip my face off. (laughs) And it's so interesting, too, because you are a very decisive person. And it's been really just so interesting to watch you go through this. Yeah. It's irritating as hell. I don't like you at all. It's irritating as hell. I'm glad they both had like happy endings. Yeah. So. Me too. That was lovely. Thank you. Okay. Tell us about your life. What's going on? Um, Oh my God. I had one and I blanked. (laughs) Oh. Okay. So this weekend was a homework weekend for me Mm. that's my burn I just did a bunch of homework and quite frankly um I'm glad it was because I got a bunch of stuff done and um it was so worth it and like I feel a lot better and um it was for my marketing class and we had this like big huge group project and it's like a really big chunk of our grade Mm -hmm. and so it's really nice that that's behind me Mm-hmm. So it's like relieving and like, I'm so it, it, that's the good part of it burns in a good way. Yeah. Um, but it was a pretty low key weekend and I feel like, like today's Monday and I came mm-hmm. back to work today and I was like, what the fuck? Like I just worked all weekend. <laughs> yeah. Why am I here again? I don't yeah. get it, but Yeah. So mine's really simple and nothing like crazy mm-hmm. on a fun story. But if you're also in the, I guess I'm not technically in the middle of the semester, but because this is an eight week class, it's the middle oh, of the class. Shoot. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. Because um, we just started. Right. And it's like almost over. <laughs> and we're in the middle of it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like thinking about the final now. Yeah. So like, Oof. Um, I know. Isn't that weird? I took an eight week class in the summer and that was also a weird class too. So I'm just getting used to doing these like shorter classes. Um, but yeah, it's a it's, lot of work. It, it's so like, it's strangely not. And it's, huh. you know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, yeah. Cause I mean, I've only, the shortest class I taught was 10 weeks in the summer. And I felt like consolidating from a 16 week course to a 10 week course was like so much work, but I'm assuming they probably just like chuck like chop it in half right mm-hmm. and you yep. only do like half the stuff but still that just i mean like i like the thing so is much work. Like, the thing that is a lot of work is the amount of reading that i'm supposed mm. to be doing mm-hmm. yeah if my professor is listening loving the the content nope and really engrossed in every word <laughs> i hope your professor knows like i'm a professor and i am under no expectation that my students are reading everything i just don't i literally told them that i was like i don't assume that you're reading all of the things that i assign like if you read one thing and can come to class and share one you know idea you're golden it's fine i mean that's like that's what i'm doing here i feel like that's what i do with every class where like i'm like the weeks that i have time to read i'm gonna do my best to read and if at the end of the course i've gotten 30% 30% of information. <laughs> if I'm 30% smarter than I was when I started, then like, yeah. 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 I feel like we need to have an episode one of these days where we just like talk about nothing. Like our bonus episode was that one time. Yeah, that was fun. Because <laughs> I'm like, I just want to catch up. You know? Honestly, like for people listening, this is what our phone calls sound like. Like, yeah. yeah. 
this is what verbatim. We, we just talk about all the things in life. Yeah. With that said, should we at least touch I, I on the subject talk about for something. today? Yeah, something of somewhat important. Something of substance. Yeah. As if anything on this podcast could be considered substance. You know what? Some has been. Some of it. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Religion religion was substantial. I know, and I'm mad video. at my audio. Like I'm I'm mm. like thoroughly pissed. And that's all my fault. Like I should have known that was coming. That's okay. But that's we'll all right. do more on it. Dude. <sighs> if you're not following now, if you haven't right. subscribed and you haven't given us five stars, five stars for Scientology. <laughs> I'm like plant like I will be so prepped for that episode. Like I'm here to yeah. lead the charge on that. And speaking of today's um subject is facebook groups mm-hmm. and but like right before this i was like i'm gonna like prep beforehand for the first time in my life <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna do some research mm-hmm. and i ended up finding myself on youtube and i was watching i ended up watching facebook group pranks <laughs> oh no i didn't know that existed it's not what's research, a facebook group but it was fun can you walk us through one yeah like um have you ever seen like mom groups like literally yes. like, heard of like the mom groups and like or like seen like uh mm-hmm. screenshots of like the things that like people uh-huh. post on these like yes. community groups and stuff yes and now i know you're talking this about guy it, who like creates these like fake posts and he posts them to see like how people react and like just like yep. trolls everybody and it was really funny <laughs> that is that is like the bane of my existence is like every mom Facebook group or like every like the and it's I think like my Midwest experience like Midwest mm-hmm. moms arguably are like possibly the worst ones I would say like especially coming from a Midwest person like my mom is fine you know she doesn't listen to the podcast so it's whatever but like there are some just like overbearing Midwest mothers who need they're just like full of Karens you know I was gonna say they're the Karens of the world and they're also yeah. like just bored yes yeah 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 and they like need to like feel something <laughs> yes which i can relate to like <laughs> starting drama just because what else is going on nothing yeah but when you're like 50 with three kids yeah and like two dogs and a cat get a hobby seriously like, you read know a book. i don't know do something else god i don't know but um yes so we're talking about facebook groups and i feel like people are under the impression that nobody uses Facebook groups anymore except the moms and the people who want to tattletale on their neighbors. Um, but Michaela has had success mm-hmm. with Facebook groups. And so I want to hear your experience with that and like what, how you got there and what you use it for. Yeah. So um, like the last, we talked about this in the last episode that I was a part of the Facebook group and I remember the name of it, it was the lady gang lady gang podcast they have a great podcast i like talk about how i didn't listen to their podcast i've listened to episodes and they're great i just don't listen to podcasts which is ironic but (laughs) um she didn't say that (laughs) we cut that out (laughs) i'm just kidding i don't care um so that's pretty much my like personal extent of being in facebook groups And they're pretty great. I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but um, I have beef with Facebook because my account got hacked. 
uh, earlier this year and um, it was a huge headache and they really pissed me off. Like they did, they helped zero. Uh, hmm. Oh my God. They, I think I knew this. I think I knew about I, this. Oh, I, I'm sure I complained to you about it. Um, <laughs> and it was like a huge issue because um, like I work in marketing and I run, I don't run ads anymore, but like I have ran ads in the past. And so I have a couple ad accounts and one ad account is connected to the ad account for my job. Oh. And then I have another one that was like a personal ad account that mm-hmm. I was using for like agent, like freelancing stuff. Sure. And so like I had my credit card information in that ad account and then the, our company's card information in our company account. And um, they tried to, whoever hacked it tried to uh, use my personal ad account. So I was getting charged things oh, um, and I got that money back. My bank was really cool about it. Um, and luckily they didn't, um, charge anything to my work account, but I had to have that conversation the next day at work where I was like, Hey guys, because we got kicked out. Like everybody got kicked out of the work ad account. And Uh, so like, which sucks because we had so much data, like we were running ads for like our products and stuff. And so, um, we got kicked out. We had past data that we like couldn't reach anymore. Facebook wouldn't fix it. Like Facebook wouldn't. So I have peace. That's like a whole other story. I'm not going to get yeah. that. That's off topic. But I have beef with Facebook. And so I don't love them. And they're also like, there's a lot of issues going on with Facebook. Yeah. I feel like they're, yeah. they're, they need some PR help. Yeah. Um, the reason why I brought that up is because I was, because my account got hacked and deleted. I'm not a part of that Facebook group anymore. The lady mm-hmm. gang. And I kind of miss it. So I think yeah. I'm back. Yeah. Because I, I made like a fake account just to like run ads and like watch because I I manage all of like the organic social media for my job mm-hmm. so I have to be on there anyway mm-hmm. um so maybe I'll go back but yeah. I will also say like that is my personal my personal experience with Facebook groups mm-hmm. um but I've also uh been a part of and watched it be really good marketing yeah you do it right mm-hmm. so like the lady gang podcast created a facebook group right yes and so like what has that done for them a lot and we could get into that mm-hmm. we won't but we could same thing i mean we facebook. are because one of my research papers is like kind of like that will. so i think we should think we get should into leave it. that to you <laughs> yeah no but we should definitely talk about that at least briefly yeah and, yeah it's well, interesting it's interesting mm-hmm. to watch yeah our i had um I worked at an agency years ago and one of our clients was a garden soil company and we, the, like we managed a Facebook group for them. And so it wasn't about the product at all, but it was for a community of gardeners. And so if they had any questions, whether it had anything to do with soil or not, didn't matter as long as it was gardening related. Um, And so that was interesting to see, like, like, I was managing that. I was an admin. I was watching what was being posted and I was making sure that nobody's like posting anything inappropriate and that sure. kind of thing. And occasionally someone did. And so <laughs> I have to like do all of that, which was always fun. Like I thought it was dramatic yeah. and fun because, you know, I'm bored. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll bring, bring the drama. drama. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it, watching that be a facilitator for community and also taking a like really backseat, but still present marketing approach was really yeah. interesting. And so I really think that Facebook has a lot of issues with mm-hmm. retention. Like I really, really, really question 
where it's going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, Mm -hmm. really question it. But I think the thing that might save their ass is Facebook groups and Facebook marketplace. Yeah. A hundred percent. I I totally agree with you. And I feel like what you said, I've seen a lot of people who are like podcasters or like just influencers and creators in general Mm -hmm. utilize Facebook groups in really particular ways. And like, there's one, um, podcast that she created a Facebook group because her followers asked for one because they didn't have a place to like congregate. And that's that's one thing. Yeah. It's like, that's one thing that Facebook groups does offer is like Instagram and stuff. The only thing you can do is create like a giant group chat. It's not the same as having like a community hub in that way. That's like, you know, I don't know that specific and also allows videos and photos and comments and likes and all that stuff. Like that's a very particular thing that Facebook gives to, to creators or to, to anybody looking to create a community. And so like, I've definitely seen that. And my piece of research looks specifically at how people who are successful on other platforms migrate over to Facebook groups and then what that does for them as a brand, right? So like, Mm -hmm. obviously the podcast, like the Girl Gang podcast, that Facebook group is huge, not only to serve their community, but to keep the community connected to each other and also connected back to them. Because if you want, if they want you to listen to the podcast, it's nice to have that reminder every time you open Facebook that like people are posting in the girl gang and like you could go mm-hmm. watch an episode. Mm-hmm. And it also wouldn't surprise me if like people in that Facebook group are also like, hey, did you see they uploaded like a new yes, you know, yes. episode? And like, that. right. So it's like mm-hmm. tons of free marketing yeah. for the brand, right? With very little effort on behalf of the brand. Right. The teeniest, tiniest bit. Tiny. And that is what, so I had an article published in 2020 in the top journal in my field, which I was very proud about. It was, it was like a pipe dream goal of mine. I had two goals in grad school. One was to publish eight articles, which to me was like a pipe dream. Most people don't get out with that many, especially when you do qualitative work where it's like a lot of effort to get to the finish line because it's a lot Mm -hmm. of analysis and you're usually doing it um, manually. And also to publish in New Media and Society, which is like the top journal in the field. A lot of grad students don't publish in there. Um, It was that article was by far like the most the article I got asked about the most on my job interviews. It was a huge like gold star for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So cool. Cool. And it was about Facebook groups and about exactly this. It was about like how it was an Australian wellness influencer because I do wellness research um, and social media. So it was about how an Australian wellness influencer utilized a Facebook group to keep her audience engaged with her without having to do any effort. Sarah's day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically it was this group that she created and the idea was like, it's an exclusive group, which is not exclusive. At the time of the research, it was like 26,000 people were in it. It's like not an exclusive group, but But you had to be approved to correct. You had to be approved. Yes. So she was an admin, but really there was like two or three other girls that were like on her team that were in charge of of mon- mm-hmm. moderating it. And it was this idea that it was like an exclusive group where you could get closer to Sarah and whatever. Turns out like after I analyzed this group for 27 months, I was part of the group because I had uh-huh. used it for personal reasons at first, but I was part of the group for 27 months. I watched everything. I collected a bunch of stuff. And I also did a 30 day analysis where I 
scraped every piece of information that came from the group for 30 days. And so I was able to kind of use examples of like overarching themes that I saw in the group. And basically the idea was creators who open Facebook groups hugely benefit from the activity of the followers and Mm. they don't actually have to do anything. And it was, I mean, I have examples of like followers fighting in the comments about whether Sarah is like right or wrong for posting Mm. about something or like people were arguing once about how like she's claiming that she's trying to be more sustainable, but she used a plastic bag in her last YouTube video. And they're like drawing attention to all of the other platforms that she's active on bringing it into the Facebook group, discussing it, which means more views on her videos, especially for people who haven't seen it before. Mm-hmm. And they're feeling a more intimate connection to Sarah, even though Sarah's not even fucking there. Yeah. And like the only time she was in the group was to reprimand people. Like she yeah. was like, don't post about this. Don't post about that. And like, there were very particular things. It was very heteronormative. And Sarah mm-hmm. is a Christian at the time when I started, she wasn't married and didn't have any kids or anything like that. But like, since she's gotten married and had kids, she's extremely Christian. They go to church all the time. A lot of people have claimed that like, she's really conservative and like anti-abortion and, and all this stuff. Um, but there was one post that I actually collected during my 30 day scrape Because during that time, which I didn't know this when I picked these dates, but during this time, Australia was voting on whether they wanted to legalize gay marriage. And so girls were posting being like, vote yes to like legalize gay marriage, Mm -hmm. whatever. And they were pulling those posts down and also blocking the women who were sharing those posts. And then Sarah came on and like reprimanded people for fighting because people were calling out Sarah in her own group being like, why are you pulling this down? What is going on? And a bunch Mm -hmm. of people obviously who hadn't seen it didn't know. And she came on and was like, oh, this is like for everyone, but it's also a place of like kindness or whatever. And I don't want to offend anybody. And they're like, you're literally offending all of the like queer women in the group right now. And it's not a place Mm -hmm. for everyone if you're taking all these posts down that you don't agree with. So there's all this drama, but basically it's this idea of like, Do you know what parasocial relationships are? No, say more. So parasocial relationships is this idea that the people that we watch online, we feel Mm -hmm. connected to them Mm -hmm. and the relationship is entirely one-sided because Mm -hmm. we're not actually interacting with them. We're watching their content. We're making up a story in our head about who they are and our connection to them. And then we feel closer to them. So I extended that theory in this article and argued for something called trans-mediated parasocial relationships, which means that parasocial relationships don't just exist on one platform, like Sarah's followers are not just connected to her on YouTube. They're also connected to her on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and whatever and TikTok and how the creator and the audience interact changes based on the affordances of the platform. So Facebook provides these followers with something very specific and Sarah greatly benefits when in reality or like in in other on other platforms, Sarah's the one who's doing the majority of the labor. She's creating the content, posting her life. But on Facebook, it's like a freebie for her because mm-hmm. the followers are producing the content on her behalf and marketing for her and arguing on her behalf and, and standing up for her in very specific weird ways that is all facilitated by the parasocial interaction, right. even though Sarah's not even there interacting. <laughs> right. And so it's a pretty interesting concept. But I definitely can see where like Facebook groups can become very hostile and very dangerous for the people involved. And like, that's the thing about like wellness in Facebook groups is like people go on there and 
post like their MLM stuff. And then the, you know, admins have to come on and be like, this is not a selling page. Like we're not here for you to get people in your pyramid scheme or whatever, mm-hmm. but also like, Hey, I saw Sarah try this one, you know, supplement powder. Has anyone else tried it? And then you get on the group and you see that 30 people in this group have also tried this powder that you've not done no research on, yeah. but you still go buy the powder and try it. Like yeah. it exacerbates the dilemma of like wellness influencers mm-hmm. when you have a Facebook group, right? Mm-hmm. So like there's pros and cons, but like this other podcaster and like, I think like what yours is, right? Is this idea that people can find each other and get together actually in person and build mm-hmm. relationships around mm-hmm. similar experiences versus like a hate group or like a infatuation yes. group. Yeah. <laughs> right. Your fan club. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was the goal of your Facebook group, right. That you joined was like, get to know people who are in your neighborhood that you can actually go do stuff with, not just sit on the group. Um, yeah, like not, not necessarily in person though. Like it mm. really was mostly virtual. Like, okay. Pretty much. I honestly kind of want to go look to see how yeah. many are on there right now. Cause it was a lot. Yeah. Um, but it was very community and the beauty of the lady gang and what they were doing is it's not as niche Mm -hmm. as like Sarah's day Mm -hmm. content is. Mm -hmm. And so like, it was like, nothing was off topic. You know what I mean? I think that they were careful about political things. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly how they handled it. Every time I think that they were, I remember seeing some stuff, but again, I think it was, um, okay. 32,000. That's yeah, that's pretty that's a lot. I wonder how many yeah. Sarah's has. I don't even know if I'm part of the group anymore. Um, okay, so but like you were successful though at like getting people to hang out with you, right? Um, I mean, just Lindsay really. Mm. Um but like people were sometimes doing things like, Hey, I just moved to a new city mm. I'm looking for friends. Like that was a that wasn't uncommon to see posts yeah. like that. Um, yeah. And that only was successful for like bigger cities. And that's why when Lindsay posted Salt Lake City, I was like, this Salt Lake City is a small town, essentially. Like, it's not really like a city, like a big city. So when yeah. she posted that, I was like, oh my gosh, like that never happens. So I'm going to like jump on this. Yeah. Um, and then they also had a, like, they have regional ones too so they do have a lady so it's lady gang and then they have a lady gang slc so -hmm. i think they have like lady gang chicago lady gang Mm -hmm. new york so like all of the like probably capital cities i think not all of them but like whoever creates one it's sort of like like a sub group Mm -hmm. and i think most of the time those are those were not created by Mm -hmm. the podcast group Mm -hmm. um and it was it was like fan created um, gotcha. But they use the same branding and the like message is if you're like a part of the lady gang group and community um, and you want to like regionalize it, like mm-hmm. go follow your region. And then yeah. you are like a lot more inclined to, I, I was on the Salt Lake city one too, mm-hmm. which I found to be pretty boring. It's kind of a snooze fest partially because it's Salt Lake city, mm-hmm. um, but there were times where like, 
especially when I first moved here, I was like, I'm looking for, I was trying to find a good charcuterie place. Like I couldn't find good charcuterie. And so I posted on there and a couple girls commented recommendations and stuff. So, um, another like somewhat, like, I don't know why this is like a distinct memory for me, but, Mm -hmm. um, I just thought this was so smart that, like the bachelor and bachelorette like franchise like all of that's obviously huge mm-hmm. especially for this uh t- audience yeah target audience. yeah um and so like whenever they were doing like airing the show whether i think it was like on a monday or tuesday it would mm. like air every tuesday let's just say one of the like girls would post okay here's your weekly like discussion forum for yeah. this episode and girls would like comment live of mm-hmm. like watching it air mm-hmm. um, I just remember like those posts doing so well and they were they were even like here are the rules like you mm-hmm. can't like talk about this and like if you don't want spoilers like do not look at this thread and yeah. there's also a rule like don't post gifts because that slows down the like server mm-hmm. and things won't update properly and they were like they had to like say that because so yeah. it's so popular and so many people were commenting on it that like that That's was crazy. making such an impact yeah yeah that reminds me of like okay so like the facebook instagram like influencer world back in like 2014 2015 like when instagram was like newer mm-hmm. we used to have facebook groups that helped you grow your instagram account and so they would also oh, have heard a, of those they would have a yeah. theme the theme of each day where they'd post mm-hmm. the rules and you would have stuff and then you would post a link to your post that followed that theme and people were supposed to like follow you in return and like your posts. And there mm-hmm. were certain rules where it was like, if you post, you have to at least like the three people's posts that came before you and also follow someone from the feed. And so you'd get like followers and it would be the same thing. Like someday it would be like an OTD or like yeah. someday it would be like style a purse or like whatever. And it basically became like a content mill and mm-hmm. like people would also, it would also help. Like if you were a fashion influencer and you had no idea what to post for the day, you could go to that Facebook group and they'd be like, today's idea of the day is like this. If yeah. you have an idea, then you can post it in the, in the comments and then it closes every single like 24 hours later and then there's a new one. And so that was like kind of a similar thing and like aggregates. Kind of love that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, um, it's not cheating like at all, but it, but is, it is like playing the game, you know, uh-huh. big yeah. time. Yeah. So, and I respect that. Yeah. But I thought it was cute. And I mean, that's, you know, back then that was the way to do it. We didn't really have like a ton of bots until like later in 2016 yeah. or whatever. And, you know, I mean, it was kind of the way to, to grow and have a way to like talk about different things in the community. And like, it was how I first found out about certain like, um, influencer programs where I got sent like freebies. So I used to do influence her, which is like this woman's influencer group. And they used to send me monthly boxes of free stuff. And you had to do, um, like certain posts on your Instagram. And then you also had to do reviews for the company and the company would use that as data. Um, but of course, like everyone knew, like if you give it higher ratings, you get more boxes. So like, it was basically just like a mill for the freaking brands to get like five stars on their mascara you know mm-hmm. and they still They're do that watching. they still send it and like if you go to sephora for example like on the app and you look at all of these um 
reviews. A lot of times they'll post pictures that they use of those like influencer boxes um, and say like it was a paid, you know, or they took a sponsored review and it's five stars, obviously. Can't trust anyone anymore. You can't. You can't. No. No. But, you know, I feel like I have seen really good things. Like I did another study on um, people who have substance abuse or had substance abuse disorder um, or knew someone and they had a Facebook group and they used it for activism. And like that was a really successful project to look and see like how they were using that um, for like really important means you know, and it's not just like one type of person that's utilizing Facebook groups. And I think that's the thing about it is like, we just assume that it's like all these old grumpy people and it is, but like, it's also not. And I would definitely say like younger generations use it for what exactly what you said. Facebook groups and Facebook marketplace are incredibly popular with like people in their twenties and thirties still. And then I think when you get up to like posting photos and, you know, news feed particular stuff is maybe leaning a little bit older now. Mm-hmm. But like, honestly, Facebook Marketplace is the reason why I haven't gotten rid of my Facebook account. Interesting that you yeah. say that. Yeah. If you had mm-hmm. advice for people trying to navigate a Facebook group, especially if they do want to like make friends and like meet people and then eventually hang out with them outside, what would you say? That's a great question. I would first really ask yourself who, like what kind of audience, like what kind of group, what are you looking for? What type of person are you? And you need to find something of equivalence or you could take the approach of like who do you want to be who do you Mm. aspire to be and find a group like that um so I think being picky in particular about which group so like if you are interested in health and wellness but maybe you are like easily triggered like Mm. maybe want like just be careful careful what you pick what group you pick because it can get toxic we like you touched on that a little bit with sarah's day stuff but like ah that's that's one thing that i have heard that like it can easily be an easy thing for a persona to have a facebook group um and it do the work for you and it can also easily like ruin you like if you if it turns into like this like massive like toxic bubble of like people being mean like people can be mean on these groups and so just be careful Pick the group that you think best fits. And then also, like, if you are looking for a way to, like, meet people in person, regionalize it. Mm -hmm. Um, Look at, like, what's going on in your area and see if you can. Mm -hmm. Um, That might be harder if you're, like, in a smaller town. Um, But there still might be um, stuff. Like, there is so much. Like, there are so many groups. So go out and look and see. And if there isn't, then... Um, like I, like I said, I was in this really big group with 30,000 women Mm -hmm. and throw something out there. Like, I really think that like part of the thing of, um, being able to like talk and communicate on social media can be like just a cesspool for bullying because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to like be mean to people through the screen, but it can also, if you flip it, it can also make it a lot easier for you to like put yourself out there. And so, you have to do it. Like you have to make a post about it. You have to comment. You have to be active. And hopefully if you are shyer, you can find peace with the idea that it is a little bit easier doing it online, but you're going to have to meet them in person eventually. So yeah. Take a risk. 
yeah. a safe, a safe, calculated risk. Yeah. Take a Tell risk. Tell your friends where you are always. <laughs> yes. Share your location. Share your location. <laughs> yes. Do you have anything yeah. else you feel like is important for us to say? So what I say at the end of my interviews when I'm doing my research, I'm like, is there anything else yeah. that you want to say that I didn't already ask you about? <laughs> so stoic. I know. Oh I'm very, um, very interview like that. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yes, thank that's you. like every now and then, every now and then uh, when I'm texting boy, mm-hmm. I'll like send it in like an email format. <laughs> Good evening. Yeah. <laughs> Best regards. I hope this text finds you yeah. well. <laughs> what's your okay? What's your email sign off? Fun fact of the uh, combo. It's usually thanks. Combo. Oh, nice, Michaela. Cute. I've changed yeah. a handful of times. The academy, the academy tells you that different sign offs mean different things in passive aggressive language, and so I got oh, stressed. Dude. Yeah. I was like, wait, I can't just say best anymore. People think I'm mad. Oh, I do like yeah. that one. I like Me best. Too. I say take care now, like not now, but just take okay, care. I was like, now, take care now, y'all. Nowadays, I say take care. Um, however, Outlook keeps wanting me to put in take care and be well. Um, but Absolutely the not. With, right. The problem, with, the problem with the be well is I've heard people in the disability community like don't like that. Like don't like the well wishes sometimes. Yeah, I don't really know. But that's why I don't do that. Okay. I just do take care because I feel like that's it's also good. like. 10 billion words long. Yeah. And I also feel like the second I turned like 28, I just say take care at the end of like every fucking phone call. Like and le- if I'm not going to say I love phone you, call. then I say take care. Take care. Um, <laughs> and I feel like that's a very like old lady thing to be like, take care. Okay. Talk soon. I think you, sometimes I take talk soon. Different emails. Probably. Because <laughs> if I said take care. <laughs> your work emails. Email, yeah. <laughs> I say take care of my work emails. I also, if it's like an email earlier in the day and I'm going to see somebody later, I say talk soon because I like that one. And I've, I saw That's someone else cute. use that and I was like, oh, cute. Um, So I did that. Or like, yeah, if I send like a Zoom link to a student, I say like talk soon or whatever. I was just thinking so. about like when I do get my master's, if I'm going to put like in my signature, Michaela Schneider yes. MBA. Yes. Is that like? Yeah, it's a thing. You need to. All of myself though, like. My Gmail has my PhD in it. But you have a PhD. <laughs> like if I had a, so? if anybody has a PhD, they should definitely be putting that like hundred mm. percent. But I don't know. I'm gonna have to look into that because I think no, you I have some coworkers who have MBAs and they don't put it in theirs. But they're all they also probably like just don't look. And if they wanted to, they would. No, you need to. About it. And I feel like women people always like undervalue that, and so you need to. It's a, it's a feminist so take. A man would. Yeah. Well, that's the same reason, like in academia, we're having this conversation over and over and over again, because guys are like so chill. And they're like, just call me Chad. You don't have to call me Dr. Smith oh, or whatever. Yeah. And like a lot of women, then students just assume that like women, you can call them that or like Mrs. Wellman. And I'm like, I'm not a fucking Mrs. It's so annoying. My students at UIC don't really do that because I think it's, it's, it's a less traditional program. It's um like more, I guess I would say like experienced students and they're like researchers. My Utah students called me Mrs. Wellman so many times. And I think it's like Mormon culture. Yeah. Um, But that's the thing. Like, so sometimes people would request to be called like doctor or professor, like women, especially. And like I had men in the department at Utah faculty who refused to call the female faculty by their first name, even if they said to like around students. 
was like my advisor would always call like one of my other mentors, Dr. McGregor around students because he wanted to like set the precedent that like Uh he has a PhD, she's a doctor, you know? Yeah. And so I always tell my students, it depends on their comfort level. Cause some students are uncomfortable using my first name. Like they want to call me mm-hmm. doctor or they want to call me professor, which is also fine. So I usually just run through at the beginning and I'm like, do not call me miss or Mrs. Wellman, but any of the other three. Yeah. Are call fine. me whatever you want. Just not Mrs. Wellman. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, that's, it's not even my mother anymore. She got remarried. <laughs> like, you're like, that's a person doesn't exist. That person literally doesn't exist. <laughs> so thanks. Um, I also feel like one of the topics that we could talk about is like, if you have a PhD, whether or not, like, like what's the vibe on like calling yourself doctor? Because Uh, I personally, like, I know that's like a controversial thing. I personally think that it's fine mm -hmm. to, we should talk about that. Yeah. But I think like a lot of people don't. And I like definitely get it. Like, I think I've had to like think about it a lot Mm -hmm. and I've decided that I'm fine with it, but it took me like a a while. while to think about it. And like yeah. see both sides. Yeah. There's definitely, it is a good topic. I, I have just started like when people ask or like when, when it's like an online thing and you have to put in like a prefix thing, mm-hmm. I just started doing doctor and I'm like, oh, what if they think I'm weird? <laughs> like, but I know, doctor, but I think that's fine. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's fine. Yeah. I told Al, we once we're that. married, once we're married, if she changes her last name, I really hope we get something to the house that says doctor and Mrs. Wellman. <laughs> I don't think people will though. I feel like people just are gonna say like Mariah no. or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Mariah and Alice Wellman. But people do if you do like old school traditional, that is what it would be. Mm-hmm. Like Doctor and Mrs. Because Doctor comes first, apparently. But yeah, I think that's funny. So I don't know. Should we say goodbye now? We haven't said goodbye to them yet. No. And we have to say goodbye. We do. We can't just hang up. Oh my god, that's my <laughs> least favorite thing. There are so many people in my life who literally just, just hang up. up when the conversation oh is over and they don't say I bye. I have to say bye like 10 times. I'm like, bye. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Have a good one. Yeah. Okay, I'm like that too. Okay. I'm like, okay, hang up. Hang up. You hang up first. No, hang up. Yeah. <laughs> take care. Okay, take I'm care. I'm fun of you for that. Thanks. Hey, listen, I am 85. I'll, yeah. take, my, I'll take my gin and my take care and no. my comfy pants and I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> We love you guys. Make sure to follow here on Spotify. Give us five stars. Follow our Instagram. They're all linked. I feel like I say this every week, but one day we will post consistently on the Instagram, but we do post on our personal accounts. So share, share, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. share them with your friends and follow them. Mm -hmm. Be our friends. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.